0: The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Well, the Lakers find themselves exactly where we thought they would be, fresh in the play in tournament, an unfamiliar spot, in a familiar spot otherwise, heading into the playoffs, J.C. and I, Ethan, are here with you on a new episode, fresh into the postseason for the Los Angeles Lakers here on the Hoop Ball Lakers podcast. And J.C., it was always unlikely that the Lakers were going to avoid the play-in tournament. We've talked a lot about how they lost those sort of winnable games down the stretch to blow their their shot at avoiding this fate. There was some blind hope heading into the weekend, but of course, despite everybody saying that they – have no fear of the Lakers. Everybody did their best job of trying to avoid the Lakers, and the Lakers do find themselves in the play-in tournament, heading to play the Warriors this Wednesday. JC, the Lakers' path forward is not necessarily a difficult one, but not but not exactly an easy one either, just to get into the first round here.
1: No, not at all. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's unfortunate that the scenario we imagined where the Lakers would win. At least four of the last five games, they ended up winning all five of the games. It didn't seem to matter. They were going to get in the, playoff, the play in anyway. You think back to the regular season, of, um, it was definitely one unfortunate Detroit loss. I, there might have been two losses to Detroit that, that just didn't need to happen. And you think about things like that where they could have avoided this scenario when they were healthy. And, you know, it's always woulda, coulda, shoulda, but, you know, we are where we are.
0: Lakers finished the season with a 110 98 victory over the New Orleans Pelicans. Well, half of the New Orleans Pelicans, I guess we could say something like that. I mean, this is a team that was missing basically every key player no Zion, no Ingram, no Lonzo, no Josh Hart, no Steven Adams. Eric Bledsoe was the biggest name on the floor, but. He was not necessarily the most prolific producer, guys like Najee Marshall and Willie Hernan Gomez and Nikhil Alexander-Walker got an extended opportunity, and unfortunately, we saw Jackson Hayes for New Orleans go down in this game, final game of the regular season. You hate to see that. He was down in some pain, had to be helped off the court, but in terms of the Lakers, JC, I think a lot of people wanted to see LeBron James and Anthony Davis maybe rest a little bit more than they did. I know that's something we were just talking about before we started taping tonight's episode, and You know, while I understand the notion of getting rest and making sure that these guys are good to go, I think, you know, like Frank Vogel said before the game, he sort of evaluates playoff readiness, and part of that is is cohesion, part of that is health, and part of that is, like, this chemistry. And I think, you know, we've talked about and sort of alluded to the idea that this team doesn't exactly have the same feel as last year's. And now multiple guys on the team have sort of spoken to that, but they seem to be integrating the new parts well enough right now to get the at least B-plus version of this team on any given night. Now they're going to have to turn it up into the A-range, JC. Montrez Harrell did not play coach's decision in this one. Frank Vogel is going to have some interesting decisions to make because I think we need some Gasol-LeBron minutes in the playoffs here, JC. Do you think Trez gets squeezed out here?
1: I don't think he necessarily gets squeezed out. I I noticed one thing in the second to last game of the season where I feel like Schroeder's going to start, but I think he's going to get a lot of minutes with that second unit and with Trez because he he still continues to play really well with Trez. Uh tonight. I think might have been might have been a couple of things like he 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 might low key have. You know, a, a small injury that needed to be tended to where he, he needed some rest. And because he's, you know, he's, he has been playing a lot lately in the, with the injuries to LeBron and AD. Marcus Sol might need to play himself in back into shape a little bit because he's been out with health and safety protocols. Um, and, and, you know, he has been playing pretty well lately since Andre Drummond has come on. So could be a combination of those things. But, but with Trez, I think it's going to be more of a matchup type thing. And, um, For the game on Wednesday. He has he has had a couple of really good games against Golden State this season. So we you'll probably still see some trades on Wednesday.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I think it's gonna be a matchup dependent thing. They can't play all the centers. That's the reality we've known to come and face. And also, too, Marcus Saul to his credit, has been a lot better in the second half of the season, or so it feels like than he was in the first half of the year. And look, he's a veteran by NBA sort of definition. He's an old man at 36 years old, right? And he's he's because of that. You know, nobody really knows what to expect. He has been, although winding down the last couple of years, clearly still capable of playing basketball at a very high level. And I do think he brings something to his team defensively, you know, from an intelligence standpoint, that athletically other guys, Trez, Drummond, might be able to do better, of course, at this stage of their respective careers. But JC, I just feel like Gasol brings something into the, to the headiness of this game that those guys may not on an, on an every every night in night out basis in terms of the defensive sort of rotations and and what's going on out there. In the second half of the season, my eyes have not deceived me, JC. Since the all-star break, Marcus Saul shooting 58.9% from the field, including 52.9% from downtown, which is just incredible. Obviously he's not a prolific shooter, not a volume shooter, JC, but those numbers are stark and a way better than what we saw in the first half.
1: Yeah, that's one of the things I was excited about when he first came on is he seemed to have been one of those centers the last couple of years where obviously he's missed some threes, but it seemed like to me he's got such a good-looking shot. Every time he would shoot a three from the top of the key, it seemed to never miss. And so he sort of seems to be back with that that same level of accuracy.
0: Big story in this game, J.C., was late in the fourth quarter. LeBron James goes for the spinaroo layup winds up stepping on the foot of a defender as he comes down twists that ankle that's been giving him problems he starts flexing it on the floor everybody sort of holds their breath he goes to the sidelines jc and then he winds up kind of laughing it off walking up and down after the game said i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine but just sort of i felt like it was a reminder of of the fragility of this team jc i think there's you know this team has been playing with their backs against the wall for a while now and you know, I think they've been better recently. There's no question about it. Of course, that's correlated with them getting healthier and more in sync with one another. But at the same time, they've been going for such a long time, JC. It it is going to be a real challenge for this group to repeat. Don't get me wrong, I think they have the talent and I think they have the capability, but it's hard in a regular season to go back to back and this particular two, These particular two years, J.C., it would be nothing short of a Herculean feat if we saw this Lakers team come out with another championship, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, no uh, no seed lower than three is won an NBA championship, and so it would be – yeah, Herculean is a good word for it. It would be an amazing accomplishment if they were to win the championship as a seventh seed. It's never been done, but coming back 3-1 was never done in the finals either So until we saw it happen, so –
0: History has to happen for it to go into the record books, and if any team is capable of it, this Lakers team certainly is. Anthony Davis looks mostly healthy, JC. Of course, every time he sort of bangs that lower half, you wander because he's just so long and lanky, and of course the lower half is what gave him issues and why he was sidelined for as long as he was earlier in the year. He looks mostly good to go. LeBron James, you're a little bit worried, but of course he's you know sort of a cyborg, but what version of LeBron James are you going to get? Only one rebound in the season finale for LeBron, which is a little bit odd by his standards. Otherwise, he was his usual self. I am curious to see what versions of these role players we will get in the postseason. Of course, starting with Wednesday's game versus the Warriors, JC. I don't want to get too far in advance here, take anything for granted. But at the same time, you know, we we we've seen Kuzma play a variety of roles. He had a nice all-around game in this one. You know, not a huge scorer in this one, but did what the Lakers needed him to do. Wes Matthews has been remarkably consistent. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, the same thing. Alex Caruso, now back and available. I think he's going to be an important player for the Lakers, as we saw as the team progressed into the playoffs. And does Tht get consistent playoff minutes, JC? Because in this game, Ben McLemore barely made an appearance. No Markeith Morris, no Montrez Harrell. Everybody but those two last guys getting into this game for at least – one minute or what they call one minute of playing time
1: um, Yeah, I think I think Thd. I mean, he'll probably see He got 14, saw 14 minutes tonight That might be about what you see from him I think he's in a really great position to where The minutes will be few and far between the playoffs But he'll have a really great opportunity to be Extremely impactful in those minutes
0: Yeah, I think he will. I I just I you know, I of course, like any young player, JC, you worry about him doing too much, if that makes sense. Right. Because he wants to make so much happen at once. It's kind of like when a baseball team is struggling and every guy who goes up there wants to hit a five run home run. There's just only so much you can do. Right. So I, I just consider that a little bit of a concern for THT. But otherwise, I think he's earned the minutes. I think he has a role. I'm obviously very curious about the center situation. Marquise Morris was a very important player for the Lakers down the stretch of last year's uh, playoffs. JC, you know, we've talked about that a lot. We talked about how Vogel says they don't win that championship without Marquise in the front court. So I, I, I'm hoping it was just a matchup thing, or maybe it was just a rest thing, because I think this team's going to need Marquise come playoff time, and, and Trez too, of course.
1: Yeah, I think I think guys like that can be convinced to even if they're there's not a ton of minutes for them in the playoffs, they can be convinced that they played a lot of valuable minutes in the regular season while LeBron and AD were out and so they've definitely contributed to the success of this season, but yeah, I think I think there'll be times for for everyone. It's such a deep roster. I think it can it can acclimate to to a lot of different situations and so there'll be there'll be time for everyone to shine.
0: Assuming the Lakers are able to move past the Warriors J.C. on Wednesday, how do you see their path ahead?
1: Well, so the path is interesting. Uh, if you're going to be in, the play, in this play-in tournament, seven is really the spot to be in. As, as As sad as it would be to watch the Lakers lose on Wednesday should they lose, it's actually not the end of the road for them. So the winner of the 7-8 game immediately goes into the playoffs as the 7th seed, and they will play the Phoenix Suns. So if the Lakers win, they're in. They play Phoenix. If the Lakers lose, they actually play the winner of the 9-10 game, which is Memphis versus San Antonio. So in the seven spot, if you lose, you get a second chance. And so assuming if, if that were to happen, uh, I feel like Memphis – would win that one. San Antonio with a 33 and 39 record. I mean, it's admirable that they got into that spot. I just haven't really seen them be, you know, much of an impact this season in general. And I feel like the Lakers have played pretty well against Memphis. And so in that scenario, the Lakers would go up against the number one Utah Jazz.
0: What's the matchup that you'd prefer, regardless?
1: I feel like uh, Phoenix. Phoenix, you know, they, they've they kind of overachieved a little bit. Chris Paul is a huge part of that. I didn't think Phoenix would finish as high as two. Um, I still think they, they've overachieved a little bit. I think they match up pretty well with, with Phoenix. As much as I like Chris Paul, he does have that, that, that history of not really being able to advance in the playoffs, even though he's that he's gotten a little bit better at that later in his career. I just think Phoenix is a little bit better of a, of a matchup.
0: I think so also. And I think there's something a little less psychologically daunting about, you know, not having to go through two games in that scenario, not facing the one seed as the eight seed, no matter what the teams are, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And look, the reality is the Lakers are, are, you know, they were in a much different position when everybody was healthy and the season was rolling along fine. But since they've had to make so many, changes to this roster not only material revisions but also role revisions i think it's hard been hard to be able to build that cohesion which is what you need most at this time of year so it would not surprise me jc for as long as the playoffs uh, excuse me as long as the lakers are going to be in the playoffs it would not surprise me to see their series may be a little bit longer and that's going to be an additional challenge for this group because again it's just going to lengthen the season i don't necessarily think they're going to go in and sort of steamroll teams 4-0 in a series if it gets to that point i think it's going to be more more of a sort of strenuous exercise and as a result it just continues to put the burden on these guys who have already been under such a heavy load so i'm i'm curious jc but if, if they manage to if they manage to progress past the Warriors and then somehow upset Phoenix, or somehow, they could very well upset Phoenix in the first round, upset in terms of the seeding there. Are the Lakers really going to do this a second time? I mean, what's your confidence level here? If you had to put a percentage on it, you'd say I'm I'm this percent confident that the Lakers will at least, and I'm not even going to say win the finals, JC. How about just reach the finals?
1: It, I mean, it, it- we just need to see We need a little bit more data And the Phoenix series would be interesting If they get, if they play that series Phoenix has been the healthiest team all year They haven't really had Very many injury issues at all I don't think And If the Lakers do get out of that series And progressively start to play Better and better As, as they get more and more used to each other Then yeah Obviously that will only increase the likelihood And so yeah, I mean, you figure teams that could legitimately legitimately win a championship. You try to try to whittle it down to like three teams in the East, and there's Philly, Milwaukee, Brooklyn. In the West, Utah, Phoenix, Clippers, and then yeah, I throw I throw the Lakers in that mix. Uh so yeah with Denver having lost Jamal Murray I don't think so Portland I don't think is really deep enough Dallas has had too many they had too many issues at the start of the season and they came on towards the end but I don't think Luka is quite ready to make that leap yet and so yeah I'd I'd put the Lakers above Denver, Portland and uh, Dallas at least
0: it's going, it's going to be a very interesting road for the Lakers as they move forward here into the playoffs, JC, because they're going to have to trust each other and they're going to have to really turn it up from themselves. And we've heard AD and LeBron now both say the same thing. Let the chips fall where they may. You got to think that's some sort of Very purposeful statement that they're saying like that and perhaps they're embracing this idea that people are sort of writing them off right we we sort of alluded to the fact that nobody wants to uh, or nobody's afraid of the Lakers. But everybody did a great job of trying to avoid the Lakers here. So of course, anytime you've got Anthony Davis and LeBron James upright, breathing, and conscious on the same basketball team, you know the opposition is going to express some level of concern for you. Getting Dennis Schroder back was absolutely huge. Having a healthy Alex Caruso, I mean, the lack and absence of having a ball handler, primary ball handler, when THT is forced into that role, it really is it really is a huge sort of gaping very noticeable hole on this team but of course that's not the norm that said we saw Alex Caruso play a large role in last year's playoffs JC I think the same thing could very well happen and I would not necessarily be surprised if we saw certain lineups in terms of closing it out whether it's at the half but more likely toward the end of the game where Alex Caruso is in the lineup at the expense of one of the starting five and not necessarily Schroeder
1: yeah, Caruso is still, you know, last season wasn't a fluke. This season, he's he still has really great on-court chemistry with LeBron. The two of them play really well together when they're on the court. Um, With the with the injury to LeBron, I don't think there's, there's enough data to see if, you know, how great of a two-man combo they were last year. They were one of the better two-man combos, uh, surprisingly. And so, yeah, you'll definitely see some of that. This season, Caruso's shooting has improved a little bit, which is only going to, massively helped the lakers because he was a pretty horrendous shooter last year in the bubble so yeah i think i think uh, caruso will be one of those uh, if they're going to go eight nine deep he's definitely one of those eight or nine who is
0: outside that eight or nine because if you've got the starting five jc you've got caruso that's six you've got either one of montrez harrell and marcus Saul, that's seven right you've got
1: kuzma that's eight uh, yeah, I throw Caruso in there and so
0: Caruso, Kuzma, and one of Gasol or Trez That's your eight And then THC potentially your ninth With Ben Ben McLemore and Markeith Morris sitting on the sidelines
1: Yeah, I think, I think the ninth spot is where it's going to rotate Either game to game or series to series It's either going to be who's the hot hand Who provides what in a specific matchup uh, you know, Tht uh, he may not be a stellar defender yet, but he does have the the very lengthy arms, so he he could be in there for defensive purposes. Macklemore could have to come in for shooting purposes. Markeith might have to come in for either enforcer purposes or just kind of general all you know general all purposes because he's he's a good shooter at times and he's a good rebounder. So yeah, I think that ninth spot will will sort of uh, determine. We'll probably change game to game, maybe even quarter to quarter, depending on what's needed. You know, it's weird to say,
0: J.C., but this team really has to commit itself to defense, and that that's not the weird part of this. The weird part of this is the reason they have to do that, and they've done a good job of that throughout the season, no matter the personnel available, but the reason they have to do it, J.C., is because despite having Anthony Davis and despite having LeBron James, this team is not exactly the world's best offensive team. In fact, they're not even... Really, an average offensive team when it comes to their their level of production. So, if they think they're going to win series by keeping up with other teams offensively, that's a very dangerous trap for this club to fall into.
1: Yeah, they a lot of it, a lot of their offensive success still depends on how accurately they're shooting three pointers that night, and there are nights where it's just not happening. <laughs> exactly, and you know, while while the getting has been good recently they can't rely
0: on that okay and they only shot you know 31.4% in the win 11 of 35 so you know that's a lot of three-pointers for a team that isn't necessarily a three-point shooting team especially when when the pelicans only shot 25 that said you know it's it's going to be dependent on opponent like so much else is but it's also going to be dependent on really the way in which the lakers operate stylistically and Right now, it feels like so much of that is dependent upon who's on the floor, right? I don't think the Lakers have sort of this one set of plays in which they can run regardless of the personnel out there. I think it's very much dependent upon the personnel out there. Of course, when LeBron is out there, he can always freestyle, as can Anthony Davis. But I mean, you're not going to run the same thing through the high posts in terms of what you're going to set up for Andre Drummond that you might for Marcus Saul, although, Andre Drummond, I think, has proven that he's a little bit of a better passer than most people realize. I still think Marcus is really, really the premier passer of the two.
1: Yeah, when when Gasol's in the in the high post or at the top of the key, yeah, backcourt or backcut layups is always a possibility. Drummond catching passes in the post is where you know he excels at passing there. Uh, he turns the ball over a little bit too much in that scenario, but I think that'll that'll sort of calm down a bit. The there's been a little bit of a pretty good three man game between LeBron, AD and AD and AD, <laughs> AD and Andre Drummond. Uh, they just haven't had enough time to really build that out yet. But yeah, I think it'll come. In terms of what the Lakers
0: can do over the next couple of days here, JC, to really prepare themselves to get ready to play the Warriors. What is it if you're if you were in that locker room or if you were leading this group what would be the most important thing for you to sort of make sure that your team is focused on right now
1: Uh defense I mean stopping Steph Curry obviously of the 3 games that the Lakers have played they were all fairly early in the season when I think most people were were writing the Warriors off and just because of all their injury history Steph Curry had a pretty good game their first game, he went off for 26. Second game, uh, Steph Curry only had 16. And then in the third game, Steph Curry had, well, he had 27. So, I mean, he's had, he's had two pretty good games, and the Lakers have gone 2-1 and one against them. But, I mean, there's not a whole lot to extrapolate from that data because of the three games, two of them, Anthony Davis, were gone for. Uh, LeBron James did play in all three of them, though, I believe uh yes he did so there's that data um montrez has played pretty well against golden state so is taylor horton tucker uh but again without anthony davis and it being so early in the season when the lakers when the warriors were mostly written off it's it's hard to to really tell how accurate that data will be
0: fair i think that's i think that's a fair take and so when you when you're with the Lakers, I think that the biggest thing i I would like to see from them beyond the def, the commitment to defense, like you're saying, j c. biggest thing I would like to see from them is just a level of sustained effort. I think so much we see from this Lakers team that again, I've been you know vocal about this all season. Their level of effort is dependent upon the opponent, but even more so than that, it's just so it's it's maddening, how fluctuating. It can be both in the positive and negative directions because in the, when it's positive, of course it's positive. But at the same time, it's like, well, why, why don't we see this consistently from this team? And that's been that's been a theme. And when it's not, it's frustrating for a whole different reason. So that said, I just hope for some sort of you know consistent, sustainable level of play from this group as they move forward because it's what they're going to need in order to have any level of sustained success in this year's playoffs. Everybody wants to knock out the champ, and they got a big sort of, you know, heavy heavy is the head that wears the crown, right? So that's how it's going to go for this club as they move forward. JC, on Wednesday when the Lakers face the Warriors, over under 35 points for Steph Curry. In the event you're going to take the over, do you think the Lakers would be in trouble? It's hard to imagine a game where Steph Curry scores close to 40, and it's not even something the Lakers fans have to worry about.
1: Um, it's hard to say, because, uh, I mean, yeah, I think I think to a certain extent, you can, you can let Steph go off a little bit, and that's going to be the only source of the Warriors' offense, but... It 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 matters also what Draymond Green is doing. If Draymond Green is getting a lot of assists while Steph Curry is doing that, then that means other people are getting involved, and so to a certain extent, you may have to also stop, uh, you know, Draymond Green.
0: If you had to provide a score prediction, JC, final score prediction for the Lakers Warriors on Wednesday, what will it be?
1: I think the Lakers try to keep it low scoring, so at most maybe. Around 110 to end up being like 103, something like that. 110, 103. I'm going to go 118,
0: 105. Lakers by 13. Get out early. Warriors have some runs throughout the game. Ultimately, the Lakers wind up pulling away. That's the game script I'm going to follow. We have a couple of days to digest it all here until the action unfolds. The Lakers are in the playoffs. JC and I will be back with you regardless of what happens following that game because no matter what, we'll know what comes next for the Lakers. Until then, you can follow him on Twitter. He's at JCDeLeon1. Follow me at Ethan underscore Nora. Follow the Ball Lakers show at Hoopball Lakers. Until next time, we out. This has been a Hoopball presentation.